I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Joe Hurley, he, a listener of the show, wrote a book. It's pretty amazing. It covers a lot of the same folks we've mentioned on the show, and it's available now as an ebook on Amazon. There's a link on podcastnick.com with a blurb, historyofalchemy.com, and a direct link to Amazon in the show notes. It's been great reading a few of the early versions of the first few chapters of the manuscript and talking to Joe over the last few years on the project. In fact, this has been a few years in the making, and I'd really encourage you to consider buying the ebook. It's quite expansive, and she tries to tackle the subject much as Pete and I have over the years, in a, kind of a similar fashion, or at least with the same thoughts and philosophy behind how we go about it. Um, anyways, how about I just let Joe tell you all about the project herself? Oh, and A New History of Alchemy is coming out tomorrow, too. It's on Magic Books and Rings. Hello everybody, I'm Jo Hurley. First, I'd like to give a big thank you to both Travis and Pete for inviting me onto the show to provide for you an outline of my new book, Alchemy, A Search for Truth. In the time I have, I'd like to tell you a little about what the book covers, how I came to write it and its key aim, a brief overview of the chapters, some of the themes that emerged during its writing and finally, a couple of questions that are posed at the end. So the book includes about 50 of the people featured in the History of Alchemy podcast series and the story that unfolds covers about two and a half thousand years of history, taking us up to the early years of the 1700s. As people familiar with the series will know, it introduces us to a colourful array of characters who all in one way or another contribute to the history of alchemy. Whether it's Ostenes, for example, sometimes called the father of alchemy, who arrived in Greece in 480 BC during the Second Persian Invasion, or Zosimos of Panopolis from the Roman Empire in the 3rd century AD, who attempted metallic transmutation, seeking to turn lead into silver, copper and gold, or the controversial alchemist Paracelsus from the 1500s, who combined old hermetic beliefs whilst breaking new ground looking beyond the medicine of much-respected Greek physician and philosopher Galen by developing his own remedies and cures. Or, from the 1500s, Englishman and polymath John Dee, who, despite his many interests, was most keen to discover how to commune with angels, as he hoped this might allow him to gain knowledge that would help heal the deep rifts that had emerged within Christendom during the Reformation. So as these examples illustrate... The book covers a pretty mixed bag of characters, all loosely associated with alchemy, but each striving for quite different things. So why did I write the book and what was the aim? When I first got interested in the History of Alchemy podcast series, I had no intention of writing a book. I simply wanted to learn more about how we had gone from early experimentation to proto-science and chemistry. 
Finding out what role alchemy played in these developments sounded like an interesting thing to do, and I listened to many of the podcast episodes in quick succession, thoroughly enjoying learning about where people's fervent curiosity took them. However, the characters intrigued me, and I wanted to know more about who they were, their ideas, and what they thought they were doing in the context of other ideas at the time. I also found that alchemy was a great way to explore the links between theology, philosophy and science. I originally suggested to Travis that I might provide some geographical and historical text that could be used on the History of Alchemy website to provide more information to listeners. However, the number of issues raised meant that the intended short text grew into something more tome-like, hence the book. So what's actually covered in the book? Well, the first thing I'd like to point out is it's not a repeat of the episodes. My main aim was to provide more information for listeners to help them understand the social, economic, political, philosophical context alchemy developed within. I've divided the characters covered across eight chapters that roughly correspond to the different civilizations or eras they lived in. The first and second chapters provide a backstory. These describe the origin of some of the ideas that are drawn on in the development of alchemy throughout the rest of the book. For example, when you think about change and transmutation lying at the heart of alchemy, ancient Greece is a key place to look for some of the most essential ideas around the nature of change. The second chapter looks at the Egyptian city Alexandria from the time of Alexander the Great. The chapter looks at how the city became a key centre of learning and then a major centre for alchemy some three to four centuries later. I cover the Roman Empire at the time of alchemy emerging as a practice, then the new Arabic Empire, so important for the continued evolution of alchemy, mathematics and experimentation. And then I look at the humanists of Italy, who looked to the ancients and then catapulted alchemy into Renaissance Europe. And then across the last couple of chapters, I look at the place of alchemy as it developed within the heart of Northern Europe. There are a number of times when you can see that events, ideas and serendipity occurred, each having an impact on the other. There were some moments when you can almost see people's minds changing. You can see them doing something like studying or experimenting when suddenly they experience a shift in thinking. You can almost see the universe expanding in someone's mind. There's a moment where the past breaks and a new thought had cannot be undone. These leaps in the imagination are genuinely exciting, even when the ideas seemed really batty. Such events resulted in people thinking about the world in entirely different ways and were the result of our unique human qualities, qualities that were explored by the Greeks, man's capacity to reason, but also his ability to imagine. The book seems to reaffirm the humanist view, man can do all if he will. So to recap quickly, the book covers the alchemists, their context and the distinct periods they worked in and some breakthrough moments. So finally, in relation to the content, what else? When compiling the information following my investigation into the alchemists, three themes jumped out at me, which allowed me to tell a wider story. These themes were truth, mystery and reason and knowledge. For me personally, these three themes are some of the most interesting ideas running throughout the book. Trying to get my head around how people saw the world they lived in and why things that might seem irrational to us could seem perfectly rational for others in another time was truly fascinating and revelatory. It's the tension between these three areas that makes the story such an interesting one. 
Truth versus irrationalism was posed at different times as struggles between emerging orthodoxies and the tricky heretics. So in short, this history of alchemy provides an incredible story for the journey that knowledge has taken from city to city, civilization to civilization, and continent to continent, accompanied by alchemical ideas it carried with it. But there's one further question that I had to ask myself, and indeed others have asked me, so what? In what way is this history useful? Firstly, I think the story described in the book helps us more clearly appreciate the resources and range of ideas that contributed to the different societies in and around the Mediterranean, into the East, back through Northern Europe, and then on into America, allowing us to see what was unique and remarkable about each of the different civilizations who inherited these ideas. I also think that knowledge of the past is, as it happens, fair enough in its own right, particularly as it does mean that we keep our own notion of change in some perspective and indeed in proportion. But I also think that the relationship between those three themes that emerged of truth, mystery and reason and knowledge are possibly also helpful for us to think about today. Whilst on the one hand we often seek the certainty of truth that reason and knowledge appear to offer us, On the other, our continued curiosity about the world and its ongoing eternal mysteries, such as the seemingly unfathomable questions about life and death, continue to result in deep-seated tensions and conflicts within our perceptions of ourselves and the world we live in. These tensions are explored throughout this book, and we can see that each new era poses the issue of what is truth, what is orthodoxy, and where are the heretics hiding? I believe this tension continues to exist despite our our own very different times, one where the demand for science and evidence is very high. And, although this isn't explored directly in the book, a question around this ongoing tension is nevertheless posed at its end. So, it's been great fun writing this, and I'd like to particularly thank Travis for his enthusiasm and encouragement and for his patience whilst I finally got this book written. The new episode is out tomorrow. Check out podcastnick.com for all our latest projects. We've been keeping busy and have loads of new content out. And thanks, Joe, for your kind words and for writing this book. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.